0: Today is part four of our series Joy to the World and Joy to You. I think this series has been a lot of fun, uh, but I also think it has been very meaningful. I think it's resonating with a lot of us because we all know deep down that we need more joy in our lives. We know it. And we have been making it very practical And applicable through the repetition of just one verse, Luke 2.10, just one hymn, Joy to the World, and just one slogan, Look for Moments of Joy. See, this is something we all can do. Amen? Yeah. Yeah, we all can do this we can all be more open and receptive to the moments of joy each day that Jesus gives us. And how often, I would ask, how often does Jesus give us these moments of joy? But yet we let them pass by, hardly noticing them because we are not living in the present moment as we should. We're not living in the now, which, that's where God is. And we often miss those moments of joy, my brothers and sisters, because we're, we're either dwelling on the past, a past that is now gone, or we're worried about the future future that is out of our reach. But we have today. We have today. Moments of joy that Jesus gives us today. We know now. Yes, we know that joy is possible each day because Jesus has come and Jesus is always with us. Let's look again at Luke 2, verse 10 which we've been memorizing, which we've been saying week after week, and I want you to join me once again. Let's say it all together. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Let's look to verse 4 for a moment. Verse 4 of Joy to the World. And then, you know, we've been doing one verse each week leading up to Christmas. So it's today, this is the last verse we'll talk a little about. And then today we're going to sing all four verses of Joy to the World as we close our service today. So let me read this. He rules the world with truth and grace and makes the nations prove the glories of his righteousness and the wonders of his love, and wonders of his love, and wonders, wonders of his love. Jesus is our God, and with the Father and the Holy Spirit, he rules the world with truth and grace. And this is good news. You might not think, About much, but this is good news because if he only ruled with truth, he would only be a lawgiver. He would only measure us against his perfect holiness and only see our faults. If he only ruled with truth, you'd only see what's wrong in our lives. You'd constantly be asking, why aren't you doing better? Why aren't you good enough? That's what God would ask. Point to each one of us, me included. If it was all truth, he would see where we do not measure up. On the other hand, let's think about this. If he only ruled with grace, he would say, hey, whatever you do is fine. It's your life. You can choose what seems right in your own eyes. To each their own. So if he was all grace, it would would mean there would be no reckoning for the wrongs done in the world. And really, there would be no justice. But our God, Jesus, didn't just come to be too hard on us with truth. Nor did he come to just be too soft. With grace, he came to be the perfect blend of both. That's what we need. Let's look at John 1, verse 14. The Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father Full of grace and truth. Jesus is full of both grace and truth. First, to speak of truth. The scripture says that God is not a liar. That God lives by the truth. And now he wants us to live by the truth. This means he has a high expectation of how we live. I mean, we can't just choose to live any way we want, despite what the culture often says to us. Meaning, you, just, you can't just go your own way, do what you want, no matter how it may hurt other people, and expect them to not face justice and judgment. We can't live that way. But when we do fall short and we do when we fall short of god's perfect standard of truth then jesus comes to offer us grace grace is the gift of reconciliation and forgiveness when we simply realize that we have done wrong his grace assures us that we are still in God's family. We are still held. We are still loved. Despite the wrongs we've committed against God and others. So the very first line in this last verse of joy to the world is telling us some good news about Jesus' character and his personality. He rules the world with truth and grace. And then we are grateful to hear the refrain at the end about the wonders of his love. Learning the amazing wonders of God's love is what this life is all about. Because love in every other relationship, in marriage, children parents, friends, on and on, all that love extends from God, who is love. The essence and reality of love is God. So it comes from our relationship with him. And the more we learn of his love, the wonders of his love, the more we will be open to joy. And our next verse connects the dots for us. It connects Jesus' love for us and then the joy that is born out of that love. Let's look. John chapter 15, starting verse 9. As, this is Jesus, as the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. Jesus wants his joy to be in us. So that our joy can be complete. That our joy will increasingly, as we walk with him and trust in him with our lives, that our joy will continually go from a state of incompleteness to completeness. And the scripture talks about how this completeness of joy comes out of the completeness of his love. The scripture talks a lot in many places about the wonders of his love. It's a perfect love that drives out our fears. It's a love that is for us and never against us. It's a love that is gracious and compassionate. It's an everlasting love. A love that never leaves never fails, never ends. Jesus is saying to us, if we remain in his love, which is the love of the Father, the love of our dad in heaven, if we remain in that love, an inner joy will grow and grow in us. We'll become more secure in love and in joy. A type of security that bad situations and circumstances won't be able to take away. So we don't rejoice in bad things. We're not saying, hey, just be joyful in everything. No, there's some bad things in the world. the Bad things that happen to us and that we're a part of. We don't rejoice in those bad things. We rejoice in the Lord who is loving and good through all these things. And so we will continue to be a people that increase in joy. A people that continue to be on the lookout for moments of joy. As we begin to round out this message today, we need to look at our faith assignment. We've always had something we can, we can do but to put our faith in action for what we've heard. And Joe and Richard Keller uh, sent me the, uh, this to me this past week. And... There we go. They said that they remember these two questions from the movie The Bucket List. Maybe you've seen it. And I said, that'll that'll tie in. This will tie in uh, to this message today. So two questions to ask yourself, to reflect on today and into Christmas. is: Have you found joy in your life? And I would say, where in the season of Advent have you found joy? Think about that. Where have the those moments of joy been that Jesus has given you? And secondly, has your life brought joy to others? See, this is crucial right here. It's actually question number two that I want to make just emphatic just this morning. Just say this, I want us to focus on this as we close. Because we've been talking a lot about being open and receptive to joy in our lives and so that we can have more joy personally. And that's good. But we must also ask, are we sharing joy with others? It's not just for us. Are we sharing joy with those around us? Are we bringing joy to others? Our ending point today is very simple. And it, it is a charge for all of us. This Christmas, you can be an agent of joy. Be an agent. A secret or not-so-secret agent of joy. One who says, yes, I will be sent out by Jesus as a missionary to those around me. Those that might be more joyless, and I will help them to be more joyful. Jesus will use my life to impact others, to increase their joy. You can do it. We can all do this into Christmas, and yes, beyond Christmas. And I want to close by introducing a very lovely agent of joy. She is the oldest member of our congregation, Sister Rachel Ross. She's uh, living in a senior home in Greensburg, and she is always helping others. At 103 years old. She is always helping others, always, always trying to lift up others around her through what she says, what she does, and a beautiful smile on her face. And after I visited with her this past week, she insisted that she walk me down the long hallway to the, the, the door where I was parked on that side of the building. She asked, I can can go, it's fine, Rachel. No, 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 I'm coming with you. She walked with me all the way to the door, and it was so sweet. Just out of nowhere, before saying goodbye to her, she just started singing. She sang, I have the joy, 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 joy down in my heart down in my heart to stay. I was like, she's got it. She has the joy deep within and she's sharing the joy with others. At 103 years old, if she can be one of God's agents of joy, then I know we all can be. Amen.